Welcome to the Coworkers Podcast with Jesse and Shaney, where every believer is a coworker in God's mission. Hey, friends. What's up, peeps? We're back. We are carrying on our conversation that we started last time about spiritual health, mm-hmm. and particularly spiritual health, talking about it in terms of loving God and keeping His commandments. Last time, we spent a lot of time digging into what keeping His commandments means and where that where does that come from looked at john 15 abiding in him keeping his commands i think we learned a lot i think it was yes. really i learned a lot I from learned what a you lot. said thank you <laughs> so good uh today we want to focus and dig in a little bit more on abiding in his love by enjoying him and so this is going to be maybe admittedly a little less of hey we're going to dig into this passage of scripture and mm-hmm. more of hey, these are some things we have found in our lives, ways, pathways of enjoying him mm-hmm. that are also scriptural. We have yeah, a lot of we have scripture, scripture to back it up, Don't but worry. it's just not like one passage that we're going to be teaching through. Right. It's kind of a supplement, I yeah. would say. And it's showing a bit, I think, how spiritual health is so linked with emotional and mental health. And I have really grown in deciding I really want to feel love for God. That's a goal for me every day. So I know that we don't always get warm fuzzies in our quiet time. That's fine. But the more I can help my heart feel love for God, that's only going to be good for me and the world. Because when I'm enjoying God, I do obey Him more. And it does result in more glory to Him. And it's the proper posture of my heart is to feel worshipful and to feel like, wow, I love God's presence. So that's always good for us to pursue. That's right. I think it's a good goal every morning for our time with the Lord is to want our hearts to be opened up to feel his presence and his power and enjoy him and his presence. Last time we talked about obeying even when we don't feel like it. And that yes. that is an important part of spiritual health is that we do that. But I think the other truth is we don't want that to be the norm, right? We want to grow, get to the place where we're consistently seeing more and more desire in our own hearts that our obedience truly is being born out of a enjoyment of God and of his presence. And that overall, that's actually what we're growing into. Mm-hmm. So that's an important, we can't just like grit our teeth and grind out our life through obedience over time, we should legitimately be growing in our enjoyment of God's presence. Right. And I think to make it very clear, my point is it is not selfish to want to feel like you enjoy God, to want your emotions to be there. Yeah. That isn't selfish. It isn't like, oh, just wanting this emotional high. It's actually the right desire. And the way the Bible talks about that, it doesn't use words like emotional health. It talks about the heart. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that, I think, a few times on this, and that that's a central part of our teaching as well, is the whole Bible is focused on the heart. God wants our hearts. And so it does matter how much we're engaged emotionally in what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And another reason I want to talk about it this way is because I have seen a tendency in my life of falling into mundane, going through the motions, doing what I'm supposed to do every day, and... I want my heart to be engaged. And so that's part of my encouragement that I want to share with you all, listeners. 
I know we all want more than mundane Christianity. We want more than just doing our routine every day. Now, there's a lot of root causes that we might need to deal with. If that's what we're experiencing, there's probably some sin to confess or some idolatry or some things contributing to that. But my desire is to live this abundant life that Jesus promised. I want to keep growing in that. God is eternal and huge and so big, and I want to explore that and experience more and more of that. And I think it's exciting to know there's always so much more. And so that's what's behind these three avenues that we're going to talk about to position ourselves to experience and enjoy God more. Yeah. The fullness aspect that we talked about last time, there's maybe two primary ways we see in scripture that it describes that full life of following him, abiding in him and being filled with the spirit. We saw in John 15, he talks about his joy being us and that joy would be full. And that fullness, I think is what we're talking about. Again, it's that another experience. It's not maybe our normal. That's why it's commanded to us is pursue this thing. Mm-hmm. And so we should want that. And a fruit of that is that we feel it in our hearts more and more. We enjoy him more. And as we mentioned in the previous episode, this will not happen apart from daily Bible reading and prayer and fellowship and church involvement. We're not saying these are more important than that. Okay. So three things we can do to position ourselves to enjoy God more as a way of abiding in his love. Tell me. Number one, pursue seeing God's beauty and experiencing him in nature. Now, we live in a city, so I'm really sometimes missing out on doing that. So that is a little bit of what's behind this. But I have read in the Word, and I believe that the purpose of nature is to point us to God and glorify him and be amazed at him and enjoy him. That is why sunsets are beautiful. That is why the sky is so blue and amazing. Psalm 19.1 says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. It is right for us to look at the sky and say, God, you are so beautiful and amazing. I'm chuckling because I'm trying to think of the last time we saw a sunset or blue sky. Listen, the sky is blue lately sometimes. sometimes. Yes. Psalm 89 talks about how the sun and the moon are supposed to remind us of God's faithfulness to us. It says, David's offspring shall endure forever, his throne as long as the sun before me. Like the moon, it shall be established forever, a faithful witness in the skies. The fact that every morning we wake up to the sunrise, every evening we see the sunset, the moon has its own cycle. All of those are supposed to remind us every day, God is faithful. His promises are true. Your steadfast love, O Lord, extends to the heavens, your faithfulness to the clouds. Your righteousness is like the mountains of God. Your judgments are like the great deep. Mountains that are so big and powerful. They are supposed to make us say, wow, God's righteousness is so strong. The ocean, the big sky, all of these things are supposed to remind us and teach us about God. Mightier than the waves of the sea, the Lord on high is mighty. Psalm 93, 4. 
From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Psalm 113.3. The purpose of nature is to remind us of God's faithfulness and power and beauty and lead us to worship. So nature is this wonderful, gracious gift from God that he gave us. He didn't have to make the sunset beautiful. He didn't have to make flowers that seem to be there just beautiful for no reason except for us to enjoy. And I believe that nature as this gift from God to us does something unique in our hearts to open up our hearts to enjoy God in a special way and to worship him. Have you ever experienced that? Do you feel like you have memories of maybe times where you felt dry or you felt discouraged and you had this special experience with God that involved nature? Yeah, no doubt. Very much. I think that that's a regular way, especially as we get out sometimes. I feel like I can retreat maybe from our normal patterns. Just living in, like you said, living in a big city, I think getting out has made it even more pronounced, that effect of just being out and sitting and experiencing his goodness, being able to see far, right? Mm -hmm. Or being able to see green or yeah, any of those things. I think no doubt. I don't think nature, I don't think being in beautiful nature is required to worship God well or experience his presence. I can be in my bedroom with no view of nature anywhere around and I can experience God's presence in a powerful way. I think in Bible times, people had just natural exposure to nature that sometimes we don't have in our lives right now because we have computers and cell phones and modernization. And so I do think it's wise for us as believers to look for ways to expose ourselves to nature. I think it's wise because again, nature is this gift from God that helps us feel and remember and know how big and powerful and beautiful that he is. Right. And I think maybe to make it practical is that it doesn't mean you have to take like a trip outside the city or go on a camping trip or hike or whatever, that there are very accessible ways. I think all around us, it can be very simple, mm -hmm. very small scale mm -hmm. of just recognizing God's goodness in the created world. Yeah. I mean, I try every morning to walk out on our balcony and look up at the sky because it it helps my heart. It reminds me God is big. God is so much bigger than my little life and my little world. Or to look up at night and try to find that one star that we can see. <laughs> yes. Usually a planet, to be honest. But I think just looking for God's beauty around us and enjoying Him. You can do that anywhere. Yeah. You can see God's beauty in the slums. You can see His beauty in colors. So I think it's a daily habit of training our heart to look for. But I actually think it's also good if you... Coworkers live in an urban place or you live somewhere where you just feel dry, I think it's good to go out of your way to find some ways to get out into nature. Pretty much every time we go back to the States, when I go to my home place, I get tears in my eyes. I think every time, mm. just from the sense of God's beauty. And even now, as I think about it, it gets tears in my eyes. And so that's what I'm talking about. This mysterious thing God does in my heart, where he just like opens up my heart to feel him. It happens when I'm right there and I see his huge blue sky that feels so clear and clean. And I see all the pastures and the peace 
and the cleanliness. And so I just think it's a gift from God. And the purpose of it is to enjoy him. That's right. Seeing it, sun come up, watching it go down, horizon to horizon. That's a pretty unique experience for us these days. And so that's the old country girl living in the city for a long time, being able to get back it out. It is. And see it's it. partially because of my roots, but I think it's the way God has created all people. No doubt. To enjoy him in nature. And I did have one of my most worshipful moments last year in the ocean chasing a sea turtle. <laughs> And it was so amazing. So, it's not very reproducible, but I'm just saying, sometimes God gives us amazing experiences. Yeah. Hiking in mountains mm -hmm. or... Deer hunting. Deer hunting, being in... Yeah, men, that's what they do. They get up early, go out in the we, woods. We enjoy nature by killing it. Well, sitting in the cold and the dark. We're and... stewarding nature, right? <laughs> yes, stewarding very helpful God's of you. So, look around you. Look up at the sky and worship God. Take a breath and, and enjoy it. Enjoy the fact that it does something to your heart. Number two, along with nature, I think similarly, worshiping God through music is a way God opens up our hearts to enjoy Him in a special way. I also think this, it, there's much evidence of this in Scripture. Singing worship to God is clearly commanded in scripture. So it's not just like, oh yeah, we just happen to do that at church. It's part of God's design for how we live this abundant life and the Christian life. I also have experienced many times, I can be having my morning quiet time. I can feel dry. I'm reading the truth about God. My heart should be responding to it. Sometimes it doesn't really seem to. And sometimes I think to myself, I just need to sing to God. I need some music to kind of make my heart respond. And many times before even one song is over, God does something in my heart. So I think that, again, music is this gift from God to stir up our hearts to feel rightly, to feel worship for God that we should always feel every second of the day with or without music. For sure. I think it's meant to, whether we are singing worship songs or even listening, there's mm -hmm. something about the effect of music, how God has designed it. I remember in college taking a music theory class and it struck me for the first time how unique music itself is. A, it's universal, right? But B, it's unique in that it's this thing that is exactly that. It like stirs your emotions. It has this unique effect on people and how God designed it that way. And so there is, yes, intentionally worshiping Him through singing worship songs. There's also just sometimes just music itself, even if you're not participating yeah. in it, just listening mm -hmm. can open and change your heart. It's just incredibly powerful. It is. That's right. It could be instrumental music that doesn't even have words about God in it. But I think because of how God created us, I think that's the image of God in us, that our hearts respond to that beauty. I had an experience. I woke up the other morning last week and I thought of this. I woke up thinking of this song that I hadn't heard in like years, but it was a music from a soundtrack to a movie and I had to go search it out. I didn't know what it was called, anything like that. It was this one song from the soundtrack to this movie that I turned on that became 
like the center of my worship, my time with the Lord that morning. I didn't even know that. Yeah, it was totally out of the blue. And so I just think that that speaks directly to that. The Lord uses that to shepherd us into his presence. Mm -hmm. Even this, it wasn't like a Christian movie or anything because we all know those are lame. But it was was this movie that we really enjoyed but has this incredibly evocative, like Mm -hmm. emotional song that I think just opened up my heart to experience more of him. Wow. Also... I love it that toddlers dance mm. without being taught. I think that's cool. Naturally, it just shows God put it inside us. It's got to come out. So, a few verses come into his presence with singing. Psalm 100. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your steadfast love in the morning and your faithfulness by night to the music of the lute and the harp. That is Psalm 92. Playing instrumental music, playing instruments, singing out loud are clearly in the Bible as commands to do. Mm -hmm. If you want to come into God's presence, if you want to feel his presence, singing is a really great thing to do. Thanking God, opening your mouth, singing praises. My heart is steadfast, O God. I will sing and make melody with all my being. Awake, O harp and lyre. I will awake the dawn. Psalm 108. That is one of my favorites. It says, my heart is steadfast. I will sing. I will awake the dawn. It's this idea of I am determined. I'm doing this. I'm singing your praises, God. I'm going to wake up the dawn. The fact that my heart is steadfast means I'm doing it because almost out of obedience and then knowing knowing I'm going to experience the fruit of it. Yes. Get to enjoyment through that. Yes. And then this book of Psalms ends Psalm 150 names praise the Lord with all these different instruments. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's like that is how the whole book of Psalms just totally ends. Praise the Lord through music. So, it's important and it's mysterious how it affects our hearts, and it is a gift from God. So that's just an encouragement for you, coworker, friend, if you're in a dry season, don't underestimate the power of worship music in your life. You can play music during your quiet time. You can play worship music as you go to bed at night. However you incorporate that, some people have it on all day long in their homes, but I do think it's harder to fight and be mean to each other if there's worship music going. Mm, Should be. We still probably can, but it's a little harder. Okay, so the last one. So along with enjoying God through nature, enjoying God through singing worship songs to Him. The last one is to enjoy God and experience more of Him through sharing the gospel. So a little bit different. Tell me more. (laughs) I shall. This is going to connect to our previous episode on obedience because we are commanded to preach the gospel. Anytime we obey Jesus's commands, we're experiencing more of him. Okay, so I'm just highlighting this one because I think there is a particular power in it to change our hearts and to make us enjoy God more. So, for example, when any of us share gospel truths with someone who doesn't believe in Jesus, doesn't know him already. We are actively being reminded of, oh, that's how I used to be. 
It makes us feel sorry for this person. It makes us remember how amazing it is to be saved. And it should, and it often does for me, just flood my heart with thankfulness. Oh my goodness, I could be that person right now. I could be completely clueless about who God is. And so that makes my heart have this right response of restore to me the joy of my salvation, O Lord. Sharing the gospel helps God. I mean, God doesn't need help. But through it, God restores to me the joy of my salvation, just as a little bonus. That person needs to hear the gospel. That's the main thing. But it does something for me, too. It also usually requires me stepping out of my comfort zone, dying to self. I have to sacrifice my time. I have to talk to somebody when I might not feel like it, which, again, are all really, really good to train my heart to surrender to the Lordship of Christ and do what he says when I don't feel like it. My life isn't all about me and my happiness. And so even that is really good for me to like position my heart in a way of obeying Jesus and surrendering to him. And I think added to that, there are a few things that are more humbling in life than sharing the gospel. Just because I often feel like when I'm in the midst of that conversation and maybe we've prayed and really hoped Maybe it's somebody that I've known for a while, have shared with a lot, or even somebody that I'm meeting for the first time. There's a sense of desperation and helplessness in me as I'm sharing. Like recognizing, yes, I believe and know the gospel has the power of God and salvation. And it's almost like this confession. Our act of doing it is a confession that, God, you have to do this. You have to show up and give new life in this person. And that's those are probably the times as I look back in my life from a spiritual perspective that I have found myself to feel the most helpless and needy for God. Mm-hmm. It's just to say, God, you've got to do this. You've got to bring new life mm-hmm. to this person. I also have experienced many times that I don't feel like sharing the gospel, and I go into it kind of like, okay, here we go. And then at the end, almost always encouraged. Yeah. Like my mood is more hopeful. I almost always enjoy it much more than I might think I That's where I'm connecting it, like similarly to nature and worshiping God through music. Speaking gospel truths to people opens up our heart to enjoy God. And let's not overlook the fact that the more we do it, the more we will see God actually work. And then that's another level of joy of like, oh my goodness, I get to be a part of God bringing salvation to somebody. And that's another level of joy in enjoying God that is certainly going to be like this big multivitamin to our spiritual health, right? Yeah, it's good. Another reason I wanted to point out evangelism is because if you're struggling with spiritual dryness, the first thing people are going to ask is, how's your daily quiet time? How's your prayer life? Are you going to church? You know, those are the things we think about. How's your fellowship? And I think... Sometimes we forget that it's part of God's design for us as his children to share about his love with other people, to extend that to others. And so if we're not feeling spiritually healthy, it could be because we're not sharing the gospel. And it could be that's one of the important things God wants to use to help us, even help us. It's not about us. I know that. But it is a way that he... Awakens. 
a desire for him. It's the way that he yeah. works in us. It's just an important part of being his child. It's part of his design for how we live our lives. So listeners, I want you to hear loud and clear. I have seasons in my life when I am not sharing the gospel boldly. And so I'm not saying this out of like, I'm crushing this. So I'm saying this meeting you where you are. <laughs> that if you feel like, oh my goodness, I am not sharing the gospel very much, then I would just say, man, don't forget the points we shared in our previous episode. It is the Holy Spirit inside you who empowers you to do that. And don't expect to feel like it. Don't beat yourself up for not always naturally sharing this amazing good news. We should want to share it, but don't be surprised when you don't want to. And maybe today, like actually today, the day you're listening to this, just be ready to share. And even I have found if I'm in a season where I feel like I haven't been sharing much, instead of like trying to come up with some big old plan for how I'm going to get better at it, it's just like today, find one way to to share God's love with someone else. And that one little step of obedience, God can use in a bigger way to change my heart. That's right. And perfectly to change other people's hearts as well. Exactly. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. It not only encourages us, but it's our hope for the world. And the primary way that we love non-believers is by speaking the word of the Lord to them so that they could be saved and experience what we're experiencing in him. It is part of obeying the command to love people. That's right. It's yeah. always loving to share the gospel. And if we're honest, it really, this non-believer hearing the gospel shouldn't depend on me feeling like sharing it. That's a very humbling truth. I'm saying that preaching to myself, (laughs) convicting myself of that. If it's dependent on if Shaney's feeling close to Jesus and feeling extroverted and friendly on that day or not, then that's not very good for the other person. Yeah, Lord help. Something that I have found is to have a weekly time where you go out to share the gospel, if possible, in your week. And then that bleeds into the other days. If we have a set time that's carved out, that's your job (laughs) for that time. That's your agenda. Then it's going to result in us sharing in other times also when it's not on our agenda. When we actually are shopping or trying to get somewhere, that has been something that has helped us a lot over the years. And to invite people in to have community around that as well. Mm -hmm. That's just a huge piece of it. If you're Mm -hmm. always relying on yourself, you'll Mm -hmm. get discouraged, be easy to give up. Invite people in who will give you community. Maybe find somebody who does it better than you and just learn from them for a while. But Mm -hmm. that community is such a huge part of it as well. Two by two. Jesus sent them out two by two. And it's so much fun that way. And so really, as we kind of wrap this up for all of these, nature, you know, worshiping him through music, getting out and speaking the word to other people, they all require intentionality. That's what it's about. And so Mm -hmm. any of those things, as we seek to abide in him, abide in his love by enjoying him more, by pursuing these different avenues, we have to be intentional. And these things we're talking about with EV, I think they apply across the board. Right? Be intentional, schedule it into your time, into your week, and then invite community to walk in those things with you. He'll do it. We can have more of him. We can walk in more fullness with him. We trust that he'll do it. We're trusting that for ourselves and hope that that'll be true for you as well, friends. I have a book I want to recommend that 
It's called The Things of Earth, Treasuring God by Enjoying His Gifts by Joe Rigney. And this book helped me so much to understand how to worship God through enjoying His gifts. I loved that. It just helped explain what what we're talking about right here is how these gifts from God are designed to open up our heart to enjoy more of God. So thank you, Joe Rigney, for this book called The Things of Earth. But all of our good gifts in our lives, whether it's nature, nature, worship, our ministry, our families, they're all for the purpose of helping us worship and enjoy God more and for Christ to be preeminent to bring it back to have more of him in us that's what spiritual health is right so that he would be preeminent in us by filling us up with his joy that's what we hope for you friends we hope for ourselves as well that's what we're pursuing together thanks for hanging in with us on this series and we do pray that this would be how we all uh just the posture we have in 2023 is the preeminence of christ in every area of our lives that's right